It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Happy Thursday. Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti with you guys here. Hope you guys have been having yourselves a good week. And here we are. It's Thursday. That means we can say exactly two weeks from today is the start of the 2020 NFL draft and certainly a draft unlike one we've ever seen in the virtual format so really looking forward to how all that is going to play out and I mean look we're just going to continue to talk draft might as well right not much else to talk about not really much signings um you know there was a the Matt Rule press conference which we'll uh, touch on in a little bit but um you know, we might as well talk draft because the draft network, of course, was added again as their mock draft madness tournament continued as they advanced four riders into the semifinals of this tournament. Those being Trevor Sikama, uh, Jordan, Kyle and Joe all advancing to the semifinals. And in turn, we get to see now a two round mock from all of them, essentially adding their second round mocks to the first rounders that we talked about earlier in the week. So that's what we're going to focus on here uh, to start the podcast. But before we get into that, of course, I want to, of course, give a shout out as always to our friends over at uh, Queen City Beauty Group. Our good friends, Michael and Nichelle over there have been doing a a fantastic job and obviously uh, doing great in supporting us. And of course, they're also... Proud to announce the launch of their new skincare line with special pricing and free shipping. As the skincare experts at Queen City Beauty Group have partnered with Keep It Hempel, the award-winning Charlotte, North Carolina cultivator of hemp, to bring you their line of CBD masks, each individually suited for specific skin conditions. As CBD has been shown to have a host of benefits for you and greatly contributes to proper skin function. So how do you know there's no THC in your CBD? Their hemp is state-tested, just in case you are. And if you cannot get to Queen City Beauty Group for a treatment, which no one can right now, of course, unfortunately, you could still have home treatments customized to your skin condition. So don't waste your money on drugstore skin treatments that are full of ingredients that you can't pronounce. They have three masks in total to address nearly any skin condition. So how are Queen City Beauty Group's masks different than what you'll find in a drugstore? Well, these masks are effective. These products offer targeted solutions for your conditions. And these products won't leave you high or dry. So for a limited time, purchase three masks for only $30 and get free shipping. Purchase the Facial Getaway Survive and Thrive Bundle today. You get uh, one of each mask, three total, free shipping, and a virtual consultation with Nichelle to maximize your benefits from the treatment. So just go to queencitybeautygroup.com, click on shop, and find the Facial Getaway Survive and Thrive bundle to get yourself or a loved one on the way to a healthier you. Queen City Beauty Group, skincare for all. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's jump with our friends over at the Draft Network now and look at their second round mocks as they continue on this Mock Draft Madness tournament that they're in. So we'll start with Trevor, who, if you recall, did a trade with the Denver Broncos in the first round as the Panthers traded back from 7 to 15 in a uh, in a move that ultimately landed them Javon Kinlaw at pick number 15. Well, now in the second round, at pick 38, he has the Panthers taking A.J. Terrell, the corner out of Clemson. And I'll say this, too. I really like... It was pretty funny how uh, he wrote his analysis. He didn't really get into... Uh, much detail he tried to make it fun in the first round he linked a bunch of uh, uh, memes and gifts for the first round picks for the second round uh, he did a short little analysis but it was paired with uh, different Pokemon which I find pretty cool and uh, for the Panthers it was Muck who if I remember correctly was the uh, the goopy looking one if I Okay, yeah, the uh, the poison dart Pokemon I think was the uh, with as I'm trying to recall my Pokemon expertise here. Keep keep in mind these are all the original Pokemon, and I have not played Pokemon in years. I'm trying to remember if this is the oh this is the Grimer uh, evolution. Okay, like I said, my vast Pokemon experience that I haven't played in years and only know the first generation, but. Uh, he he says, Muck, he'll completely cover you. So take that for what it's worth. But AJ Terrell, the uh, the pick for Clemson or pick out of Clemson for the Panthers at thirty eight. And yes, you can go ahead and trash me on how much I know how I know so much on Pokemon. Listen, I'm lucky I remember uh, half of the first generation because it's been it's been so long. But at least I know Pikachu. There's that. Uh, so that's Trevor. Uh, Jordan, uh, Joe Marino, we'll talk about next. Joe, of course, kept the Panthers at number seven and had them taking Javon Kinlaw, if you remember. So then in the second round, he actually has a player that I think could still sneak into the first round. So I think this would be pretty good value if this player gets to the Panthers at 38. And that's Kenneth Murray, uh, the linebacker out of Oklahoma. And we've talked about Murray in... Uh, with a Joe Marino mock before, because if you remember a couple weeks ago, he did a mock where the Panthers traded all the way back to 23 and took Murray at that spot. Well, this time around, the Panthers were able to get him at 38. So I think that's even, that's still really good value that he's able to fall to them. As he writes, Kenneth Murray is a physical, urgent, and rangy linebacker that can be Carolina's new enforcer on the second level of the defense. So that's Joe Marino's mock. Uh, Jordan Reed, we'll go to his. Remember, he had the Panthers trading with the Jets in round one and taking Javon Kinlaw at number 11. And then with his second round pick at number 38, a player that we've also connected in the past 
with a Jordan Reed mock draft, and that's Jalon Johnson, the corner out of Utah, as he writes. After James Bradbury's exit, the team fills his void with Johnson. And uh, we, we talked about Johnson uh, last week or the, the other day. I forget which day it was. That's that's the problem with this quarantining, too. I can't keep track of what day it is. I have to check my phone and be like, oh, okay, today's Thursday. Uh, but J- Jalon Johnson, we talked about him a little bit, talked about how he was – how I was impressed with him. I thought he looked really well uh, for, for Utah. Even in that loss against Oregon in the Pac-12 title game, I thought he played really well. So I would like that fit. You know, we've touched on a number of corners that I'd be pretty good with in round two, and Jalen Johnson is definitely one of them. So that's Jordan Reed's second-round pick, and then Kyle Krabs. Now remember, this is the kind of the different one because – uh, in the first round, if you remember, when we talked, he has the Panthers, or he had the Panthers trading down to number 18 in a deal with the Miami Dolphins that saw the Panthers draft Xavier McKinney, the safety out of Alabama, at number 18. So in that trade, the Panthers picked up an extra second-round pick in this year's draft. So we have two picks to talk about in the second round here. Uh, for the Panthers with Kyle Krabs' second-round mock, starting at number 38 with Ross Blacklock, the defensive tackle out of TCU. As Kyle writes, Carolina lost Gerald McCoy this offseason. The Panthers could find his replacement here. Matt Rule knows all too well about how disruptive Ross Blacklock can be from their time in the Big 12. You know, and that's certainly uh, an intriguing point, too, you know, Guy coming from college, you know, obviously not his first foray in the NFL, uh, but first time as a head coach, and we've seen it with a couple other college coaches. You know, Chip Kelly kind of picked around at the Pac-12 when he came to the Philadelphia Eagles, so we could see Matt Rule do the same thing uh, out of the Big 12 and certainly pick his own players or guys he's been with at Baylor and Temple. And speaking of Temple, that is where we find the second pick for the Panthers in this second round, number 56 overall, and that's Matt Hennessy, the center out of Temple, as he simply writes, death, taxes, rule going after his former players, and we've talked about Hennessy, um, I, I've talked about how I've gotten to chat with I got to chat with him a little bit at the Senior Bowl, and the, um, and the Combine, a really nice guy, really just a just just a great guy, and is ready to work. And I'm excited to see where he lands. And he would eventually be the replacement for Matt Paradis if uh, if that were the case. Because I mean, we've we've seen how Matt Paradis, of course, didn't exactly pan out as expected. You know, he wasn't completely bad, obviously, but uh, not exactly what they were expecting. For paying a center eight million dollars a year, uh, which they were doing with parity, so uh, and I think they can get out of the contract after this season, and you know, so that's another reason why we've really harped on interior offensive line uh, as a as a position of need and a position of focus in this draft, especially with uh, of course the two guard spots being up in the air with tra- both of last year's starters now out, so you've got. Two spots to fill there, and then you've got questions about the future of the center position. So, and Matt Hennessy can play a little bit of guard if need be too. You know, if say they want to play him at guard to 
to start and then moving back to center. You know, it gives them options, but at least it would give them a a few a future, a brighter future, a more clear future, I should say, at the center position. So I like the pick there, and you know, I I wouldn't have a problem if say the Panthers. You know, again, this, this is a mock scenario where they're able to have this pick late in the second round. And, I mean, you never know. He may not make it to the Panthers' third-round pick at number 69 overall. He can go late first round. He can go – or, excuse me, he can go late second round. He can go early third. So, in this scenario, this would be the Panthers just saying, hey, we like Hennessy and we want to ensure that we get him. So, let's just grab him now instead of waiting until the third round. So, those are the second round mocks from the four guys. And then, of course, uh, the voting going on, I believe, as I'm recording this. Uh, and then eventually we'll find out the two players or the two analysts that will advance to the finals of this tournament. As it's Kyle against Joe and Trevor against Jordan in the matchups. And then the two winners will meet in the final. And then we will see the see them in the third round and in turn see their third round mock draft picks. So we'll have a couple more picks to talk about uh, in that sense. So that's that's kind of the run through of the second round. And um, and sure enough, the Panthers did have a mock draft report 7.0. We'll just run through that real quick since we've talked a lot about our friends over there at the Draft Network. So we'll just run through real quick the mocks that they have they chose and of course they had all these to choose from from the draft network they chose ben solax uh taking javon kinlaw uh, eric edholm of yahoo sports has them taking jeffrey okuda daniel jeremiah has the panthers taking Derek brown as does ryan wilson of cbs sports and connor Orr of sports illustrated and jordan rodrigue has javon kinlaw as her pick and she's made it pretty well known that uh javon kinlaw is probably her favorite pick out of uh, out of all the picks, she's starting to really bang the table for Javon Kinlaw. I mean, obviously you can't argue with her. Javon Kinlaw is uh, certainly right up there with Jav- with uh, Derek Brown. I've said before too. I would I would not have a problem at all. I think my ideal situation would be trade back and see if you can land Javon Kinlaw in the middle of the first round. I think that would be a very valuable move because you pick up a couple extra picks. And you get the guy that'll still be dominant in the middle of your defensive line. So that's a quick run of uh, of that mock draft report, and then the second round mocks from the draft network. And then to wrap it up, we'll just kind of run through the uh, the article here on the Panthers website. Uh, Miles Simmons and Zach Goins, their takeaways from Matt Rule's virtual press conference as he sat down with the interview. Uh, with the media on Wednesday morning and with new team reporter Kristen Balboni. And if that name sounds familiar, uh, if you watched Mike and Mike years ago, she used to be uh, kind of the sidekick, as it were, I guess, on there. And then uh, she, her latest stop was at uh, Stadium, that network. Now she's back home with the Panthers. So Matt Rule interviewed with her and with uh, local media. And so, again... We'll just run through some of the takeaways that they have on the site. Obviously, one of the things he was talking about, or he was asked about, was the decision to release Cam Newton. As he said, uh, it was difficult to uh, release Cam Newton, but he felt it was one that 
uh, or it was one that the organization felt was best moving forward. As he said, quote, I think at the end of the day, I really enjoyed getting to know Cam and seeing the work he was putting in and coming back from the injury. I mean, there's certainly no doubt he was grinding his way back. I just think that we felt in the end it was best. It was the best thing for our team to move forward, and I have no doubt that he'll play well. Uh, he then went on to say that it wasn't a comparison between Newton and Teddy Bridgewater and that the decision to switch quarterbacks was not a scheme fit issue, but Bridgewater's effective play with his past relationship with Joe Brady made Bridgewater the best option at the at this point to move forward. As Rule said, quote, obviously his relationship with Joe, knowing the offense, the things he's done in this offense, it just made sense to us. Uh, he talked about the Temple factor and obviously all the connection uh, with Robbie Anderson, Tyre Whitehead, P.J. Walker, all, of course, have connections with Matt Rule at Temple. He said, quote, it's probably very similar to seeing some of the guys who are here end up at some of the other places where coaches knew them. We wouldn't have gotten a lot of those guys if it wasn't for our staff. P.J. didn't just have interest from Carolina. P.J. had seven teams trying to sign him, and we had three quarterbacks on the roster at the time. But I think P.J. knows me, believes in me, believes in our staff, happens to live right here in Charlotte. His girlfriend's a teacher in Charlotte, so that was one. Um, And the interesting note there, too, is he said how he said that P.J. had seven teams trying to sign him. We know at least of, and we touched on this before, we know of at least two others, as reported by Diane Rossini. Um, She reported that the Seahawks and the Cardinals also had interest in P.J. Walker, but ultimately ended up with uh, with the Carolina Panthers. So, nice little insight into how that worked all, how that all worked out, and obviously a bit of a a hometown, hometown connection there. So really need to, to see that there too. And um, Matt Rule then went on to talk about Robbie Anderson, saying that he thinks Joe Brady's offense is a chance for him to break out. Um, so really excited to see what uh, what they do with Robbie Anderson. Uh, they talked about positionless players. As Rule stressed the important, or excuse me, they we went back to the combine, talked about how Rule stressed the importance of positionless players and kind of stuck with that at with the addition of Tyre Whitehead who was of course played a couple of spots both inside and outside during his time in Oakland and Detroit so that that certainly helps um so you know they make they make a good point of uh how how rule and the staff will work Whitehead in with Shaq Thompson and Jermaine Carter and obviously you know there's still the possibility that Isaiah Simmons could come on board, and I think that would really add a lot of flexibility. But at least you have those guys. You know, we know Shaq Thompson, obviously very versatile. Jermaine Carter uh, had been seen as kind of the, you know, obviously just the backup middle linebacker to Keekley, but a guy that uh, still can play at different spots. Uh, but he certainly now will, uh, for now, looks like he's going to get the shot in the in the middle of that defense. It'll be really interesting how they attack and how they work with the linebacker position. And then they talked about the secondary, adding uh, or talking about the acquisition of Justin Burris. As Rule said, he was a guy that we earmarked early, almost the first day of free agency. Uh, Had some experience. Al Holcomb had been with him in Cleveland, but he's a guy 
who's been a nickel, who's been a corner, who's been a safety. Uh, it's it's been talked about that uh, Justin Burris right now will be the starter opposite Trey Boston, um, but certainly, obviously, things can change at the safety position. But for right now, uh, those are the two starters. Uh, and then they talked to general manager or Monday. They talked to Marty Herney. And he, of course, was asked about Christian McCaffrey. Didn't really give an official statement on the on the Christian McCaffrey situation. Uh, but Matt Rule said that he expects Joe Brady to be able to scheme, scheme up formations and plays for McCaffrey, utilizing him as a bit of a wild card on the offense, as uh, the website article writes. Rule said, quote, I hired Joe because I know that he's going to utilize guys to their strengths. He's a tailback slash wideout. He can do it all, a returner. So I'm anxious to get him out there and anxious to build this thing around him. I think he's going to be a special player for us. And those are kind of the the main takeaways from the uh, from Matt Rule's virtual press conference uh, from yesterday. So, you know, good to get a little bit of insight on, obviously, the Cam Newton situation and a bunch of the free agency moves that have been made so far. So we get a little bit of a taste on how how this team is trying to build build this roster, and then we'll certainly see more uh, in two weeks when we get to the draft. So really excited to see how Matt Rule handles his first NFL draft as a head coach. So almost there. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's hard, it's hard to believe it's only two weeks away, and it's it's going to go by like that. And speaking of drafts, uh, the Locked On NFL draft or, or the Locked On NFL mock draft special uh, actually premieres tomorrow. So keep an eye keep an eye out for that. Um, over the next few days, about the next week, uh, you'll hear. From all of the Locked On Network hosts as we engaged in a mock draft, first round mock, and uh, the teams that don't have a first round pick were able to make a best case scenario type selection. So you could be on the lookout for that. So teams like the Steelers, the Texans, uh, the Rams, teams like that. So uh, we were all involved. Um, my pick will be announced on Monday. Mine will actually lead off the episode because it for at least the first couple of days, they're breaking up in groups of six. So the first six picks will be announced on tomorrow, one through six, and then seven uh, will be uh, my pick. So we want to be on the lookout for that. So uh, that again, that starts tomorrow, and we'll go through. Uh, Brian and Matt's will lead you through that, and then you'll have analysis from the draft dudes and the guys from Locked On NFL Draft. It's going to be a lot of fun. I uh, was excited to be a part of this. It's a fun project. Uh, so hope you guys tune in and are uh, and enjoy the entire project. Uh, so with that, I think we're going to get out of here. Uh, one more day left this week. So we're going to 
hopefully make it a good end of the week. And again, hope you guys have, are staying safe and doing well with yourselves and each other. And uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Remember to follow the podcast on uh, Google, Apple, Spotify, wherever. Uh, especially with the Mock Draft special coming up. You'll definitely want to tune in when it drops. So uh, just be on the lookout for that tomorrow. And again, hope you guys enjoy it. So I'm out of here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Appreciate the support as always. And until next time, take care, my friends. We will see you next time right here on LOP. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.